wonder if you could tell me who is Jesus. Jesus is God. Savior of the Christian faith. He, well, he died in like Israel. <laughs> I think he's one of the gods. Um, Palestinian Jew uh, living around the year zero to thirty. Religious leader. And I think he was just a person that was really smart and wanted to make the world a, world a better place or something. He's a topic that I want to discuss. Savior of the world. The man who's going to lead us into the promised land in the next life. A higher power above all things that no one can understand. Jesus is a rabbi that uh, was uh, in the uh, first century. I believe Jesus was a uh, prophet trying to uh, create a new branch of Judaism. And uh, I believe that they took his uh, what his preachings were and then later on made it into something which I don't believe it was at all intended to be. Probably he's a mythological figure that actually lived. And I think we've developed his persona over the years. Possibly fictional, possibly real person. My understanding is that he was a historical figure who played prominently in a whole lot of stuff. Jesus is a historical character. I'm sure he existed and was a great guy and stuff, but... He was a very um, enlightened and uh, spiritual being, and I think he came to earth to, um, to teach us a few things. I kind of believe in my heart that he was probably the, I don't know, probably the, uh, the world's greatest prophet we've ever had, you know, someone to learn from his lessons and kind of change the shape of mankind. There's no denying that. Big historical figure. Very holy man who lived a long time ago. Man walks around in a robe. In sandals? Yeah. Long hair? Yeah. He looks like my uncle, actually. Can I say I'm not sure? I don't know. The guy in the Bible, I guess. <laughs> is that a trick question? <laughs> Jesus is the, is the Son of God. I don't think Jesus ever called himself the Son of God. Some people believe he's the Son of God. I don't. That's a good question, and I don't think I have an answer who Jesus is. Good morning. Welcome. Some interesting answers to the question, who is Jesus? And uh, that's, that was just a man on the street type of thing that they did in Chicago. And there's a lot of variety of answers there. That is a representation of our society today. There are a lot of ideas about who Jesus is. And um, we're going to be talking about that in the, in the next uh, few weeks as we begin this Wednesday a s- series of lessons on um, becoming a contagious Christian and how we can talk to people who have various ideas of who Jesus is in a way that we can present our faith to them. So let me invite you to come on Wednesday night. We're going to be beginning this series uh, this Wednesday night, and we'll be looking at this video and a few others uh, as we go through the series. This is not going to be a hard sell thing where we're banging people on the door on the doors and grabbing them by the shoulders. We are going to be uh, talking about sharing our faith in, in the context of our relationships with our friends and our families, and it's a very important thing that we do. So let me invite you to come on Wednesday night as we begin that uh, series of lessons on becoming a contagious Christian. Welcome. We're glad that you're here today and, uh, and ho- hope God's going to bless you. We welcome our guests especially. You're very important to us and we hope that you'll uh, feel very much a part of our family as we worship God together. 
Let me remind everyone of our attendance uh, sheets on the uh, on each row. We'd like to ask if you would to take that and to fill it out as completely as you feel comfortable. And especially if you would like to um, receive our email newsletter, be sure to put your email address on there. And that's a good way to keep up with what's going on here at Community Baptist Church. Uh, several of announcements that we have. Uh, first of all, the, uh, tonight we're going to be having our game night. Our recreation team will be uh, sponsoring our game night, uh, board games. Is that right? Never mind. That's been canceled. <laughs> so if you want to show up here at 6 o'clock, you can. But play solitaire. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like that. Uh, but there are there are team meetings today, and as far as I know, they haven't been canceled. So, <laughs> uh, so there. So take a look and see what, if you're a part of one of those teams that will be meeting today, and uh, and we'll have that uh, this this afternoon. Uh, Mother's Day breakfast. Mother's Day is two weeks away from today, and we'll be having a Mother's Day breakfast here at the church on that Sunday morning, and our men will be uh, preparing. The meal for the ladies. And so, Bob, are you in charge of this? Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm soliciting food stuffs, too. If anybody can participate in that, let me know. Bob is soliciting food stuffs from the men. And, and we're not talking about Cheerios. We're talking about something a little more substantial than Cheerios. We would like to have a, a good showing for our ladies of the church, and everyone is invited to come and to share this time together. Also, one other announcement. Our youth are, are planning their uh, retreat to Panama City this year, and the deposit of $50 is due. So please, uh, if you're intending uh, to attend that, uh, please get your deposit in as soon as possible. It's great to be here with God's people. Let me invite you to stand and greet each other in God's name as as we share this time together. Thank you so much. As you, uh, as you return to your seat, please join me in our responsive reading. 
It can be found in your worship folder and also will be up on the screen. It's titled The Name of Jesus. And actually, this, um, uh, these are lyrics from a song written by Chris Tomlin. The name of Jesus is a refuge, a shelter from the storm, a help to those who call. When we fall, you are the Savior. When we call, you are the answer. In the name of Jesus, there is life and healing. Chains are broken in your name. Bring salvation, bring your kingdom. Let all that you have made bring glory to your name. When we fall, you are the Savior. When we call, you are the answer. There is power in your name. There is power in your name. Amen. We're over here on the other side today. Great. Wonderful. Do we have any more coming with us this morning before we get started? Yeah, we got a few more. Yes, we have a few more coming. Hey, come on and get close here today because I've got a question for you. Come on and sit down. A group full of beautiful lady, girls and lady, young ladies. How wonderful. Well, I've got a question for you today. I'm going to ask you, and I'm going to put the microphone in front of your face so everybody out there can hear, what is your name, okay? And I'm going to, I want you to tell me your first name and your last name. Do it, and this is how I'm going to do it. My name is Nibby Priest. What is your name? Tinley Smith. You don't want to do it. That's okay. What's your name? Abby Evans. What's your name? Taking Gelsner. What's your name? Billy Glenn. And what's your name? Anyone. And what is your name, young lady? Kelsey Dunham. Great. We all have names. And when somebody calls your name, what do you do? You usually answer. Well, you know what? That's what Jesus wants us to do, too, is when we call upon his name, 
He always is there for us. You know, a lot of times we hear and we, we, we make these little short prayers. You know, God hears our prayers, whether they're real long and drawn out or if they're really as simple as something. We're going through a difficult time or having a bad day and we say, Jesus, help us. He hears that. And one thing, I might not be able to recite every one of y'all's names and every one of the people out here that are worshiping with us this morning their names. But you know what? Jesus can. And when, he's, when we say to him, Jesus, help us get through this day because we're having a bad day, he hears that. So remember that. So that's my message for you today, that um, Jesus is always there for us. There's this wonderful little song that I learned as a child. It goes like this. It's Jesus, 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 sweetest name I know, feels my every longing. Keeps me singing as I go. So Jesus is always there for us, and he feels our every longing, and he wants us to call his name. That's all I have for you. The rest, you go back and do what you're supposed to do for the rest of the worship experience. Thank you. Hear the word of the Lord. Acts chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. While Peter and John were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple, and the Sadducees came to them, much annoyed because they were teaching the people and proclaiming that in Jesus there is the resurrection of the dead. So they arrested them and put them in custody until the next day, for it was already evening. But many of those who heard the word believed, and they numbered about 5,000. 
The next day their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John, and Alexander, and all who were of the high priestly family. When they had made the prisoners stand in their midst, they inquired, By what power or by what name did you do this? Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are questioned today because of a good deed done to someone who is sick and are asked how this man has been healed, let it be known to all of you and to all of the people of Israel that this man is standing before you in good health by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, whom God raised from the dead. This Jesus is the stone that was rejected by you, the builders. It has become the cornerstone. There is no salvation, there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among mortals by which we must be saved. for your blessings upon everyone here today and upon all the families represented here today. Uh, we ask for you to please help those that are sick and in need, Lord. We have many in our congregation who are unable to be with us because of illness, and we just ask that you put your healing hand upon them and be with their families, Lord, during this difficult time. Uh, we ask that you be with Dr. Hobbs today as he brings your message, Lord, and just help us to open our ears and our hearts 
And help us as we leave this place, Lord, to know how to minister to those in need and to be your light in this community. In your name we pray. Amen.
Wow. Thank you, choir. A few weeks ago, um, when we were having one of our Sunday evening recreation activities, we had a trivia contest. And as always, it was a, it was a lot of fun. So I want to begin this morning with a little trivia. Can anyone tell me who was the 33rd president of the United States? Anybody? Harry Truman. There he is. Harry S. Truman was the 33rd president of the United States. Okay. Here's question number two. What was Truman's home state? You got that one. Very good. Very good. All right. Last question. We remember him as Harry S. Truman. What does the S stand for? Nothing. That starts with N. That's right. It doesn't start for doesn't stand for anything. It, it, it's actually a trick question because the middle initial of Harry S. Truman's name does not stand for anything. You see, both of Truman's grandfathers had names that began with S. And so in order to avoid having to choose between the two of them, they just named him S. Harry S. Truman. You know, names can be fascinating. Can't they? For example, if you if you look at the first verse of the book that our lesson for today comes from, you'll see that the book of Acts was written to someone whose name was Theophilus. Now, do you know how Theophilus got his name? It happened when he was born and the doctor took one look at him and said, that's Theophilus looking baby I've ever seen. Actually, the name Theophilus is a very good name because in Greek it means a lover of God. An article appeared in the newspaper a while back in which the writer was researching the relationship between a person's name and, and choices that they make as they go through life. And, and the writer included such choices as, as their profession and the, the, even the choice of a spouse. He indicated that there were certain Statistical tendencies, not rules, but tendencies. For example, there were more dentists named Dennis than could be explained by just a random chance. And more women named Louise who live in St. Louis, for example. Things like that. There, were, there was also a statistical, uh, a st- statistical correlation pointing towards People marrying someone else whose name began with the same letter, like David and Denise. At the time the article was written, the president of the Audubon Society was a fellow by the name of John Flicker. And for those of you who are not bird watchers, a a flicker is a type of woodpecker. So you see, names can be fascinating, and sometimes people have funny reasons for, for choosing a name. Uh, Lino Piedra is the former chairman of the board of Diamond Star Motors, which is an automobile joint venture between Chrysler and Mitsubishi. And she likes to tell the story about an, an effort that was made to anglicize the first names of some of the Japanese managers because 
their American counterparts had such a hard time pronouncing their names. And so, for example, the public relations manager suggested to Osama, Osamu Ito that he might want to change his name and simply be known as Sam, Osamu Sam. But Ito replied, no, I think I would like a different name. And so the PR manager asked, what would you like to be called? And Ito replied that he'd like to be called Awesome. (laughs) I think Awesome Ito is a very good name, he said. They had a similar problem with Mr. Watanabe, who chose the name Handsome. He said he'd always wanted to be handsome. Well, in the end, they decided it was probably best for the Japanese managers to keep the names that they were born with. Several years ago, when they were selecting a a new pope, there was one gentleman from Spain who was given considerable consideration. His name was Cardinal Sicola. But the College of Cardinals decided that they dare not select Cardinal Sicola as their new pope because they didn't think anyone would take anything seriously coming from a Pope Sicola. Sorry. <laughs> That's true. It, actually, I think it's Sicolo, but <laughs> I mean, you have to go with the joke. Some names are fascinating. Some are funny. Some are ridiculous. Our Puritan ancestors chose some very absurd names for their children. For example, one man was afflicted with the name of Kill Sin. Kill Sin Pimple was his last name was his last name. Seems that Kill Sin lived in Sussex, Massachusetts in 1609 and in the spring of that year the records show that he served on a jury with some of his neighbors and among the other jurors were names like More Fruit Fowler and God Reward Smart, Be Faithful Joiner and Fight the Good Fight of Faith White. Seems that at birth their parents turned them into living bumper stickers, religious bumper stickers. The names are fascinating. They're sometimes funny and sometimes they're downright ridiculous, but sometimes names are significant. Many of you have probably seen the movie Castaway, starring Tom Hanks. The story is that that Hanks' character finds himself alone in a tiny island in the South Pacific, the lone survivor of an airplane crash. And desperate for someone to talk to, Hanks does something very interesting. He paints a, a human face on a volleyball that's washed ashore, and he begins to, to speak to this volleyball as if it were a human being. He even gives it a name, Wilson, which was the manufacturer of the volleyball. But once this volleyball has a name, he's able to relate to it as if, he is, he, as if it were a human being. Names are important. It gives us humanity. Maya Lin, the designer of the Vietnam War Memorial, was explaining to a TV reporter why her work has such a strong grip on the emotions of the American people. And and she said it's the names. The names are the memorial, she says, not the wall. No edifice or structure can bring people to mind as powerfully as their names. And she's right. Names are important. 
There's a popular children's book by Yansuk Choi named called The Name Jar. And in this story, the young girl, a young girl has, has recently moved to the United States from Korea. And on the first day of school, this, this little Korean girl is nervous about being accepted by her American classmates. She gets teased a little bit on the, ba- on the bus on the way to school. And she's embarrassed by her Korean name because it's so different from the other American names. And and so instead of introducing herself on the first day of school, she tells the class that she will choose an American name by the following week. Well, her classmates, her new classmates are fascinated by this no-name girl. And they decide to try to help her by filling a glass jar with names for her to pick from. And so the kids put names in this jar and the little girl draws names out and, and, and practices being a Susie or a Lauren or an Amanda. But in the meantime, one of her classmates discovers that her real, what her real name is and, and what it means. And so on the day of her name choosing, The name jar mysteriously disappears, and encouraged by her new friends, the Korean girl chooses her own Korean name and teaches the other students how to pronounce it. Her real name is Yoon-hae, and it turns out that in Korean, Yoon-hae means grace. For Christians, what a wonderful name that is. My grandmother's name was Grace. It's a name that reminds us of God's unmerited love for all sinners. And I think it would be very difficult to have a more significant name than grace. In fact, I would say that the only only one name that that is sweeter to the Christian ear than that of grace, and that is the name Jesus. Peter and John encountered a man who was lame from birth, being carried to the temple gate called Beautiful, where he was placed every day to beg from those who were coming and going into the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to enter the gate, the man asked them for some money. But Peter and John looked at the man and said, look at us. The man thought that they were about to give him some money, so he turned his attention to them. But Peter said this, I do not have any silver or gold, but what I do have, I will give to you. In the name of Jesus of Nazareth, get up and walk. And the man jumped to his feet and walked. Luke tells us that the next day the rulers, elders, and teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. The high priest, Annas, was there, and so was Caiaphas and John and Alexander and others of the religious elite. They had Peter and John brought before them and they began to question them by by what power, by what name did you do this? And so Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers and elders of the people, if we are being called to task because of an act of kindness shown to a man who has been lame from from birth and are being asked how he was healed, then know this, it is by the name of Jesus whom you crucified, but whom God raised from the dead, that this man stands before you healed today. Jesus is the stone that your builders rejected 
which has become the cornerstone. And then he said, salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to mankind by which we must be saved. What a powerful statement that is. There is no other name under heaven by which we must be saved. Many of us remember a question that comes from one of Shakespeare's plays. What's in a name? What's in a name, asked Juliet in one of the world's most famous dramas about young love. You see, Juliet's family is a sworn enemy to Romeo's family. And and no matter how much these two young lovers want to, to marry one another, it's just not going to happen. But young Juliet isn't yet hardened to the ways of the world. And, and she has what she thinks is a, is a brilliant idea. Deny thy father and refuse thy name, she says to Romeo. Or if thou wilt not, be but sworn my love and I'll no longer be a Capulet, she says. After all, she reasons, what's in a name? That which we call a rose by any other name would smell as sweet. One writer notes that this is a radical statement in Juliet's world where your name is related to your family and your property and your, your honor, all, that, all the things that are supposed to matter. And Romeo and Juliet learn that, that there's a lot in a name and, and they end up being together only in death. Names are important. Especially one name. The name of Jesus. The late Howard Thurman is a beloved, was a beloved professor at the Boston University School of Theology. He was a nationally recognized preacher and author and lecturer, and he served as, for many years as the dean of the chapel there, bringing it to international acclaim. In his autobiography, Thurman records an experience that he had on his first trip to India in 1935. He was invited to preach at an Anglican cathedral there. But after the service, as he stood greeting the worshipers as they left, a young man came to him who appeared to be moved by his sermon and expecting an affirmation of his words. Dr. Thurman was surprised when the man spoke in a soft but broken voice and and said, You did my master wrong tonight. It was a terrible thing. You preached your entire sermon and not one time Did you call my Savior by name? Not one time. Well, Thurman was stunned by this. And he explained that his message was really an essence of of Jesus' teachings, his his values, his witness, and, and what he would describe as the kingdom of God on earth and the kingdom to come. This was all Jesus, he said. And the young man agreed. Thurman's sermon was was all of that, but then he said. This is not the point. You did not call him by name, and it is important that his name be lifted up, that he might draw all men unto himself. It is important to lift up the name of Jesus, because there is great power in the name of Jesus. 
Miraculous things happen in the name of Jesus. And if it weren't for the name of Jesus, we would not be here today. John McCallum, an evangelical author from the 19th century, put it like this. He said, at the mention of his name, I have known the drunkard to start from his frenzy, leap out of the galling chains in which he has been bound for 20 years and clothed in his right mind, go forth, breathing the testimony of divine salvation to rescue thousands from death and woe. At the name of Jesus, he said, spoken to him reverently, I have known the maniac to cease his wild ravings and become, as a child, tender and submissive. In a revival not long since, a helpless stammerer was suddenly cured of his impediment as, as he named the name of Christ in praise. He says, I have seen men who have been bitterest enemies that for years suddenly fall weeping into each other's arms, their spite and hatred buried forever, forever just by the power of the name of Jesus. Oh, it is a mighty name. Jesus. So my friends, here is the question of the day. What does the name of Jesus mean to you? There are some settings in which the only time you will hear the name of Christ is as a curse word. And heaven help those who use it like that. For it's a precious name. It's a name that we use each time we pray. Whenever we serve the Lord's Supper, we invoke the name of Jesus. Whenever we baptize someone into the fellowship of God, we do so in the name of Jesus. When we attend to any of the ministries of the church, whatever we do here or out there, we do in the name of Jesus. We have seen popular heroes, candidates, Celebrities, politicians, athletes, business leaders, clergy, whose names have been sullied by time, but not this name. It is a name that is above all other names. And if you leave this place today, as you leave this place today, my prayer for you is that you take the name of Jesus with you. And you treat it with respect and reverence. Evangelist Sam... Kamelison from India was preaching an evangelistic crusade in Romania just, just as the communist world of Eastern Europe was begin, beginning to collapse. His audience, which had been deprived of God and deprived of God's word for so long, was large and, and attentive. And one night as, as Sam was, was preaching the word of God, he, began, he became aware of, a, of an unexpected Noise, a sound that swept across the congregation from time to time. And as it continued, he, he slowly realized that the wave of sound came every time he used the name of Jesus. And then he realized what it was. It was the women in the congregation weeping. Then the sound increased and he realized that the men were weeping too. And Sam says that he soon found himself 
weeping every time he uttered the name of Jesus. And then he said this, he said, you know, when when the last alternative to Jesus has been exhausted and and shown for its true bankruptcy, referring to the, the communist atheism, he said, when that has happened, the name of Jesus takes on great power and appeal. Indeed, it does. In the words of Bill and Gloria Gaither, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. There's just something about that name. Master, Savior, Jesus. It's like the fragrance after the rain. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Let all heaven and earth proclaim. Kings and kingdoms shall all pass away. But there's something. There's something about that name. My friends, by no other name can we be saved. The name that is above all names is Jesus. Amen. We're going to sing, take the name of Jesus with you. And that's our prayer. It's number 576 in your hymnal. And we're going to offer you to the opportunity to respond to the work of God's Holy Spirit as, as God may be dealing in your life, as the power of the name of Jesus may be acting in your life today, because it is powerful. And it's something that we all need to to take a hold of and, and to and to make it a part of who we are, not not in name only, but in all that that name represents, the kingdom that that represents, the love that that represents, and all that we do as God's people in the name of Jesus. If you've never made a commitment to the person of Jesus, I invite you to do that today. I encourage you to do that today. Because it is in the name of Jesus that we are saved. If you've never made that commitment, say yes to that name and to all that it stands for. If you're looking for a church home to be a part of, we invite you to unite with our church as we seek to proclaim the name of Jesus here in this place and out into the world. Maybe you need a time of prayer. We invite you to come and we will pray in the name of Jesus in which there is much power. Would you come today as we sing number 576, take the name of Jesus. Would you come?
Please be seated for just one moment. I would like to present to you Josh Hine. Uh, most of you know Josh. He's been around here for a little while. And uh, he is coming to unite with our church officially today uh, and, and moving his, his membership here to Community Baptist Church. And uh, he wants to be a part of us and the ministries that we have here. Um, and so that gives us a lot of responsibility. That gives Josh responsibility because, as I tell everyone, everybody here is a minister. And so you are a minister, and we look forward to ministering to you and your ministry to us. But this has a special uh, responsibility for us. We are responsible to him as a member of our church. But he is also coming to say to us that he has felt the call to ministry. That's a wonderful thing. And that gives us a lot of responsibility to him as well. Because it's up to us to nurture him and to nurture that gift in him, all the gifts that God has given to him. And it's up to us to nurture that call in him and to help him along his way as he seeks that call. That's a good responsibility to have. But it's one we should take seriously. And so if you're willing to take that responsibility on today and to celebrate this day, would you raise your hand and say amen? Amen. Amen. Josh, we are looking forward to these days ahead. It's going to be a pleasure. It is. And it's going to be a wonderful time. And we're looking forward to all that you have in store in your life and in the ministry that you have ahead. And And we're thrilled to be a part of that. Thank you, Josh. Thank you. I know you want to come and speak to Josh after the service and extend the right hand of Christian fellowship. As a matter of fact, I'm going to ask you to come with me when I go, go down here. Let's stand for our benediction. This is how you will know the love of Jesus Christ. By accepting it as a free and valued gift. And this is how the world will know that you are a child of Jesus Christ, by the way you love one another in truth and in deed. Go in the love of Jesus. Take the name of Jesus with you. Spread it all across the world. Share it with those you love. And live in the blessed name of Christ. Amen.